Oh my word, this is easily one of the best podcasts we have ever done, and we've done 250 episodes, and I kid you not, yes, I'm aware it's the Tour Championship, there's only 30 guys in the field, it should be lame, but it's not. We are joined by three friends, Joel Damon, PGA Tour player, Gino Benelli, his caddy, and Aaron Fleener, caddy for JT Poston, all at the same time, it is all a complete cluster bang full of laughs, hilarious stuff takes place. I promise you, listen to this whole podcast. You will not regret it. Check out FantasyNational.com. This podcast is presented by FantasyNational.com. Slash TJ gets you 20% off if you are not already a member. And if you're not, I don't understand what you're doing. If you're betting on golf or playing DFS, you need to be a member of FantasyNational.com to get all of your stats. And if you use FantasyNational.com slash TJ, you get the 20% off. That's what you're going to need for the weekly, monthly, or annual subscription bonus. Uh, It's unbelievable. This podcast is unbelievable. We talk about, good Lord, hilarious stories about Joel Damon's mental midgetry, Um, Gino having to struggle as a caddy, um, confiding in Aaron Fleener as a fellow caddy about Joel's struggles. Joel talks about his extremely hot mother-in-law. It is extremely uncomfortable and hilarious all at the same time. Thank you guys for listening. At the end, me and Pat give some picks, an update on what's happening during this fall season, and a couple other things you're going to want to need to check out. So thank you guys. Enjoy the show. Here you go. All right, everybody. What's up? It is the Tour Junkies podcast. And you know what? Here's the deal. I was thinking to myself today, I really don't want to do this damn show. It's the Tour Championship. There's 30 guys in the field. It's a snooze fest. Um, what are we even doing here? There's a lot of podcasts that aren't even going to do a, 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 an episode this week, but not us. You know what? We're, we're going to answer the call, and we are breaking barriers right now in the Tour Junkies podcast history. Pat, I believe we've done over 250 episodes in four years of this thing, and in 250 episodes, what is about to go down tonight has never happened. Am I right, or did I black out for an episode? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that you are correct that that is this has never happened. All right, so I'm going to go ahead and it's, you know everybody knows this is DB. I'm hosting my podcast. Juice tonight is uh, some Tito's, Lacroix, uh, little peach schnapps, and a lime. That's my classic. Pat, where what are you doing tonight? And then I'm going to get to our guests. I have a uh, transfusion with Tito's as my a transfusion. Base. Okay. Yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Um, now we have three additional guests on the line that I'm extremely excited about. Uh, I, I this this first guest really uh, all of these boys have been on the podcast before. This first guest really needs very little introduction. He has been a favorite of the four Tour Junkies fans uh, since the day he came on the podcast almost a year ago. And he uh, he's he's made nearly two million dollars on the PJ Tour this year. He is rich AF, Mister Joel Damon. How are you, sir? I'm really good. I don't know how well everybody can hear anything, but ready? Ah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's the sound of the off season right there. Ah, uh, I believe that was a beer cracking open, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> and it's not the first. Joel, is that is that the big intro that you had that you were ta- you were talking up before this whole thing started? That was it. Yeah, I mean, it was like a ten minute thing that I was coming up with, and that's what I decided. I thought that would be best. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> really Joel, 
Joel, yeah. Why don't you, Joel? Why don't you create? Why don't you uh, introduce the next guest? Whichever one you want, right. you pick. There is not a better human on earth that carries heavy stuff from northern Idaho, cutting down logs, catching three-inch bass, and wiping butts. <laughs> the bald-headed legend himself, Gino Benelli. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really thought you were gonna go with Fleener as far as the uh, the best caddy on earth there. But I'll, I'll take I it. Did, um, I did too. I actually, I actually <laughs> don't think he's the best caddy on earth. He's the only guy who's willing to carry my heavy crap and put up with the shit I say all the time on the golf course. And I pay slightly more than the cubicle that he was sitting in prior. So uh, mm. probably a better, there's a better caddy out there somewhere. But it's not a better caddy for me. <laughs> well said. Aww. Um, well, thank you for the introduction. Um, my drink of choice, uh, my wife, actually, I don't know if it's my drink of choice, but it's what I'm drinking. Uh, what are we drinking? It's a wine of some sort. It's, uh, it's a, some sort of select Merlot from uh, Basalt Cellars in Clarkson, Washington. It's pretty good. Hey, but you know, have to, you are know. you sitting around that really fancy fireplace that I paid for on your back deck? <laughs> hey, just because you pay me doesn't mean. Well, yeah, I guess it does mean you pay for it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I'm actually upstairs. Uh, we've got some dinner plans after a while, so I'm sitting here watching Holly uh, curl her hair. I don't, is that mm. curlers? Yeah, it's mm. really, really sexy. I'll tell you. So, yeah. uh, no, I just uh, I'm on drink number one. I feel like I'm a little late to the party, but uh, yeah. hopefully get caught up shortly. Why don't you introduce our, our last guest on the line, Gia? The next guest needs no introduction. He is a Tour Junkies favorite, uh, <laughs> unanimous uh, voters uh, when the poll was, was taken recently. Um, the man who spent last night in the arms of a girl in Louisiana, mm -hmm. Aaron Cleaner. Mm. Hello, guys. How many teeth does she have? <laughs> um, or did you even I'm, care? Didn't matter. Fleener, <laughs> um, did, did you make it home okay? I did. I uh, Luckily, Brant Snedeker was on my flight to Nashville and sat beside me so I could vent to him about our finish. Oh. He, told, he, told, he told me that he had one even worse than that a few years ago, so it made me feel better. So, for the people that don't know, um, Aaron Fleener, guys with JT Postman, who just won the Whitem Championship, and he was like 32nd, 33rd, 35th ish going into this week's this week's BMW. Postman played incredible back nine, and he bogeyed his last hole on 18 on Sunday to miss the Tour Championship. And Fleener, please take it from here. Uh yeah, I mean, I got <laughs> I it came sucks. home last night <laughs> and turned the TV on, and it was literally him playing eighteen, and I just turned it off. Uh, <laughs> what happened? What happened on the drive? How did he hit it so far left? Uh, he just hit a little tuggy one that hit the tree and just dropped straight down. It didn't get through. Uh, so, does he hit a part of like, hit through it off the tee? Yeah, we were gonna hit like 
three wood, nine iron, three wood wedge if you hit a good one. So, uh, who, yeah. But who I mean, hits it further? Who hits it further, JT or Joel? JT bombed it. They probably hit it pretty pretty similar. My ball speed is so low that I drink Coors Light in my off season to dry out my throat. So, <laughs> in Joel's defense, in Joel's defense, though, his smash factor is quite high. He's quite efficient <laughs> with center of centeredness of contact. Huh. Well, that's interesting. Not me. So we, yeah, we went and saw our buddy John Tillery, who you guys know is coach on the tour, and uh, he was explaining to Pat one time at a lesson and said, you know. Uh, I don't know. He's explaining something. He's talking about Kisner. He's like, you know, Kisner hits it on the titties every time. And Pat said, JT, I want to hit it on the titties. And JT said, well, you could if the titties were on the toe. And that's exactly what Pat does. <laughs> that's pretty great. That's that's about right. That's about right. I got to be honest. I'm sitting here like so. The software that we run this this recorded uh, cluster bang with uh, shows me who's talking and who's not. And the only reason I can tell the difference between Joel and Gino at this point is is that I see when Joel talks, the little things move for his phone number, and that Joel's voice, the words are slightly more slurred. Other than that, it, it sounds like I'm talking to the same people. Thank you for saying that. Joel talks like he has a mouthful of marbles. <laughs> the last thing he said, I really didn't know what it was. I just laughed because I knew it was funny. I've gotten really good at understanding him and still about – Four times a day, he'll say something to me, and I will. I'll try to kind of guess at what he says, and I'll, I'll answer what I think he might have said. And he's like, "You didn't understand what I said, did you?" And I'm like, <laughs> "No, not at all." I just my, 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 wife, my, my wife. Have you come up with a name? And she's shaking her head that uh, I am known <laughs> as Mister Mumbles, and uh, I, sometimes my my mouth doesn't move as much as it should, but. Most of the time, it's because of my friend. <laughs> we, we need to come, we need to come up with a name for this. Maybe maybe he said like, Mr. Mumbles, Mr. Mumbles. That's his name. Yeah, or Damon Ease. No, that's that that's good. a terrible joke. That's a terrible joke. Um, <laughs> we should start over after that. That's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> um, hey, so while I've got the three of you on, would anyone be interested enough to comment, or you just tell me if we need to pass on? the hot topic of two weeks ago and the Bryson DeChambeau eight-foot putt and the slow play mess that went down. Before we get to the guys' takes on Bryson DeChambeau's slow play, I want to remind you that BenHoganGolf.com is now supporting Tour Junkies listeners with an additional 10% off discount their already lower-priced golf equipment because they don't use the retail model. You don't have to pay retail markup. It is direct-to-consumer All the clubs are handmade in the U.S. in Fort Worth, Texas. Ben Hogan equipment has been revitalized in the last couple years, and they are competing. Let me just tell you, I've got the driver in the bag. I've got the putter in the bag. uh, The irons and wedges I've hit, they are unbelievable. They have every club that you need, and you get them at prices that aren't stupid ridiculous, right? So with our discount, you can get the driver, for example, for $270. It looks like a Titleist, hits better than a Titleist. It's a beautiful driver. You can customize it, trick it out for $270 with promo code TOURJUNKIES. Check out BenHoganGolf.com. We're proud to use these clubs. These guys are good guys. We've worked with them in the past. 
Um, really solid clubs, and we want you guys to go check them out. So if you're a, a beginner golfer, an intermediate golfer, even a even a, a lower single-digit handicap, listen, I'm an eight, and the driver performs as good as any other club I put in my bag, and it's $240 cheaper. Um, it's that good. The putter is beautiful, nice milled face design. Just check it out, BenHoganGolf.com, promo code TourJunkies. Get that additional 10% off the already low, low price that you're getting without the retail markup. Let's get back to the podcast. Hope you guys enjoy. I'll I mean, that was – go ahead. Okay, I'll play Aaron, Aaron uh, wants it. Uh, I hit my buzzer first, yeah. Um, <laughs> we played behind Bryson on Saturday in at Liberty National and on Saturday uh, this past week. And we never once saw his group after we teed off. So I'll give it to him. His group's played fast the two times I've been behind him. Okay. All right. Joel, you demanded the video on Twitter. What and I don't I mean, think it's said. that I don't think it's that big of a deal. Okay. Uh for, I'm I'm really big general. in the outrage culture and I, I'm all about the outrage and let's <laughs> like I I really enjoy that part of it for the most part. Um <laughs> But we played behind DeChambeau on Saturday, I believe, the day after, like, he was super slow or the videos came out, uh, and we hardly waited on them. Like, we played in four hours at Liberty National on Saturday. Like, it's pretty good. The golf course That's is not nuts. easy. Yeah. Um, so we waited, like, on a couple. Then maybe, like, a, going for the par five and two or drivable par four or something. But um, I would mostly echo Fleener's comments that we didn't really wait and I don't think that it's all the time. Uh there's a dirty secret out there that people don't want to talk about and it's that we have too many golfers on the golf course and you can't play fast if there's too many people out there. It's just a mere fact of numbers. As mm. Bryson would say, it's probably science, but I'm not really that <laughs> smart in science. So um it's just a numbers thing. And with that being a guy who came up from the web category, we can't eliminate spots, so it's just going to be slow, and this is how golf works, and there's actually no solution. Well, wouldn't mm-hmm. I mean, wouldn't a solution be actually calling, you know, putting putting you guys on the clock? Or, I mean, I know they don't have a – I wish they had, like, a referee out there with a whistle, but that's just me. Well, look at what the European yeah. Tour announced today. I don't think I saw that. Fill us in. I mean, I don't know the details, but the European Tour – pretty much said that they're going to have rules officials on every hole or something like that. Um, ready so their, to... their budget is bigger because we, the tour can't pay for a rules official on every hole. Like that's what they've told us because we don't have enough money <laughs> like, with the tour. The European tour's yeah. budget is bigger than the PGA hey, tour. How much, how much does the winner of the FedEx cup get this year? Yeah. That may be the drunkest thing you've said yet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was a little bit sarcasm. Um, but <laughs> yeah, okay. we, can't, yeah. we can't employ too many people. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Um, the winner's caddy gets $1.5 million. Geez. No, only if the the player's nice enough to give his caddy the deferred amount of money. 10%. Yeah. Sure. Joel and Gina, what's y'all's arrangement? Can we get that personal right here? I'll tell oh, you. Yeah. Can we talk about exact dollar amounts, please? <laughs> <laughs> Joel takes care of me quite well. I will say that. <laughs> Although Gino gets paid more than any other caddy on F and Tour because I'm the nicest human alive. Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> but, 
Those are and I say percentage wise and love, like, hey, you want to go to dinner? I'll actually like here's a piece of red meat instead of like tofu at like Chipotle or something you're gonna eat. But I try to reciprocate. I try to pick my share of the tabs up. Gino does, but we have a great deal. But also, I was just thinking about this the other day. It's like most people just think, oh, you get like ten uh, percent of your status cap bonus, whatever. And I'm thinking every guy in the top thirty gets a cash. They get cash and then they get a deferred. And I was thinking about this as I was almost doing it on like Saturday, and then I realized I was almost doing it, so I stopped doing it. Um, <laughs> if I if I ever get a deferred deal. I'm going to pay him the percentage on my deferred as whale and make sure that that is deferred to him and he can't touch it until Hudson takes it from him because that's how Come kids on. are. That's no, precious. I, I don't even want you to do that. That's like way too nice. You, you just did you also, it away. Did you also just it's not too nice. Whale? It'll be like taunting you that you can't touch this thing and you have to put it in the market. <laughs> 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 okay, so... Joel, you were you were saying some thoughts about the about the thirty guys that are in Atlanta this week versus yourself. I was just going to see if we could get those thoughts, um, and also if you could just tell the people how rich you are after this PGA Tour season. <laughs> I don't have a direct I don't have a direct quote that you're probably looking for that you wanted, um, but um, I asked Gino for the FedEx Cup payout. Um, because Gino does these things to maybe motivate a golfer when he doesn't care as much as he should. And I'm just looking at this. Gino is telling me all this, by the way. This is this is uh, secondhand. Everything goes back to Gino if there's a problem with this. But uh-huh. um, <laughs> there's, no, there's no purse at the Tour Championship. It is strictly uh, a – you get – if you're in 30th, if you finish last place next week or this week at Tour Championship, you get $190,000 cash. And you get $205,000 deferred. That's if you finish that is, last. That is accurate. Gino I didn't know that. So he knows how much money he's going to make. He doesn't yeah. care about how much you're going to make. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> to a point that he was actually like, if like he had three texts like drafted out, if I birdied part or bogeyed the last hole, that's who he'd send me actually walking off the AP screen. That's what Gina would do to me back on the website. <laughs> like, so much so. Like, I don't, he doesn't care what it is. He just knows that it needs to happen in the next 12 minutes before I send my card. He has to get paid. <laughs> Gina. No, that's not true. Hey, no, I, uh, Joel. I, go ahead, sorry. I will say, Joel, I, I was going to say this. I'm pretty sure it was Aaron, and Aaron. Don't worry about correcting me if I'm wrong, but I think Aaron was the one on the podcast a couple weeks ago that did say that Joel Damon is one of the most generous people on tour that you literally pays for everybody's meals when he goes out. So I do want to, I do want to let the folks know, like you're, you seem like the real deal, man. You're a good boss to, to Gina. Yeah. yeah thank you. I mean, and I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd be that good of a boss if it wasn't Gino. If it was like some random yeah. old guy that carried my heavy stuff, I don't know if it'd be that nice, but uh, Gino deserved that. But, when when Fleener said you asked him a question, what three guys can you drink with? And he named like a couple of cool dudes. And he named that's me. That's right. And I have been trying to live up to this for so hard <laughs> these last couple of days. <laughs> Fleener, you've absolutely destroyed like like coming into like this mental approach coming into drinking has completely changed for me. Like, 
There is no like yeah. you can't like shoot seventy two when you're drinking. You gotta like fifty nine or bust. And I've probably done yeah, a good job. Exactly. Which is a problem. <laughs> fifty nine or bust, I love that. Yeah, I'm a big <laughs> fan of that too. Aaron, have you uh have you have you seen any shirts pop up lately? I was just uh, Joel was just unwrapping his shirt um while yeah. before you guys hopped on the phone. I've gotten a, a few pictures of people getting their shirts in, wearing them out and around. And then uh, my buddy Raman got the shirt uh, yesterday with the lyrics to You Are My Sunshine. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the front of it. You know what sucks so, about that is I'm going to get blamed for that because I skip all of our crap. And I didn't, so what no actually, reason. I saw that on Instagram. What What happened with that shirt? <sighs> I don't know well, how we, he got it, but he was gonna—he was looking forward to wearing it yesterday. He was pissed. And, uh... <laughs> he was not happy. He was not happy. <laughs> this this is on our outside vendor, not me, by the way. I don't so, I don't carry stock of uh, "You Are My Sunshine" T-shirts. Yeah, here. I didn't that's figure you were printing them in your garage and shipping yeah. them out. <laughs> that's our that's our Winnie the Pooh side hustle. It had Winnie the Pooh all over it. You forgot to mention that it had like <laughs> it had like poo all over it. Um. Yeah, some of the shirts we we use to a third party, and they and they do the fulfillment of them as people order them. So they send in the wrong shirt, which is which is on them. But we got to figure it out. We'll we'll set your boy up. But hopefully everybody That's else. Amazing. Is good. Joel, the the, fact, like the shirt that they sent though, the fact that they sent that shirt is just, the best. It's the best. It's hilarious. Yeah, I'd rather him wear that shirt, honestly. <laughs> it's a, hey, if it's his size, you got to. I mean, it's a good looking shirt. <laughs> Um, <laughs> oh, that's good. So, hey, guys, I think we should ask what kind of run, now that Flinner's home, unfortunately, him and Postman are not in Atlanta. What kind of run are you going to go on here in Nashville, and what will your next oh. seven days look like? Mm. Um, well, I got home last night. At, I landed at 9.45. I went straight to Taco Bell, got some food. <laughs> I was on my couch. I got a phone call from a buddy at about 11.15, and he said, we're downtown. And I said, I'll be there in 10 minutes. And I called him <laughs> over and went downtown. Yeah, you're my hero. So uh, Where'd you go downtown? Which spot did you go to? Hot, hot start, I'll say that. Uh, <laughs> we went to the Jason Aldean's rooftop bar. Oh, God. Um, my buddies went home, and I'm, I'd met some new friends that were uh, up there, and went over to the stage with them, and then came home. And mm. yeah, so we go. Uh, we're gonna have a little celebration this weekend, I think, kind of a more planned thing where we get some of my buddies and go out celebrate the win, and then going to Florida next week uh, for about six days to hang out. So. Yeah, it'll uh, it's gonna be a nice little. Well, isn't nice uh, isn't Mark Sample, Kevin Tway's caddy coming to visit you the next week in Nashville as well? Yeah, he he's coming in Friday, Friday oh, to Monday. Man. Yeah. Hey, Fleener. Yeah. I'm looking at direct flights right now. Turns out there's multiple coming in Friday. I could probably get home on Sunday. I don't know if I'm <laughs> adding one to your party, but. Uh, oh man, I wish there was Lewis in Idaho direct in Nashville. 
Hey, turns out there is, Gino. You just have to spend all of your money. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. wow. wow! Is that like a? Are you are you getting on to Gino for being a poor right there? Is that what that is? Like you're? Are you dogging him right there? I'm a little. I'm a little cheap. I'm not dogging. I'm just saying that if he spends thirty thousand dollars, he can get a direct flight to Nashville too. <laughs> yeah, I'm, uh, you guys. Gino, you guys might get a kick out of this. What's your week looking like? Yeah. Go oh, ahead, my go week. Ahead. Oh no no no. Uh, I am. Uh, we, we, my wife and I have a fourplex. This is gonna sound really old and really dad-like, but whatever. Uh, Turns out, if four... I fire him, he'll still be really rich. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really rich. No, we have a fourplex, and one of our renters just moved out, so mm, we're turning that into an Airbnb. So we are furnishing it this mm. week, and uh, I got wow, that a bunch is so grown. Man. I just Major spent really uh, $900 on a stupid, ugly couch and like a little chair that goes right next to the couch in this tiny little living room. You told me it was $8.90 and $0.95 cents earlier, so the fact yeah, that it's only right $900 is... Bucks. What's the, where's was, the truth was, in this story, Gina? I was, I was rounding for podcast purposes. Oh. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> What were you about David? Yeah, David does that. All, David does that all the time. Oh, I, I had a great week. I won. I won five hundred dollars, but he only won. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. So yeah, I've got that going. Oh, I just got. I don't know if you guys have seen these. Uh, they're called the uh, called fat scooters. Uh, oh. Pat Perez is like their spokesperson. I guess they're based out of Scottsdale, Phoenix area. I got, I'll send you guys a picture of this thing. It is badass. It's a, it's a motorcycle that has a frame on the back of it that you strap your cart or clubs to. And there's a cooler back there and it's completely what? electric. And I've been ripping down. I w- we live in a cul-de-sac. I've been just been riding the thing up and down the street all day today. It is My caddy amazing. lives in a cul-de-sac and has a fat scooter. You know he's doing well when. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, now, Gino, right, let me ask you. You know, we don't ahead. plug products on this show. Well, I, well, well sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know. was the first one to ever do it. Uh, he, he, uh, he, he popped that in. Uh, let's see. Let me see if I can remember it. Um, movement watches, MVMT.com, promo code, Fleener. <laughs> A Fleener. A Fleener. Dang it. You know, the That's probably going to mess a lot of people up. Aaron, the problem is if, if David were ever to go in and, and buy one of those watches, that he would he would enter the promo code wrong because he can't spell your name right. <laughs> True. That's right. <laughs> Throw a couple E's in there. Yeah. Hey, it's just such I got to a... let the listeners know my wife just told me that my mother in law's coming over, so I have to put on clothes. So that's how we're like <laughs> <laughs> Should we have her on the uh, podcast? She got any good stories on her son-in-law that she can share? She is. Uh, Laura, Laura is uh, She's all what? in. She is special. Lana's, Lana's mom is a smoke show. What? Wow. <laughs> what? I, I don't even care if she listens to this. I don't care if Lana I... listens. Lana, your mom is hot. <laughs> My, my wife is sitting right here next to me. What is going on? What is going on? Well, I've been right. chugging this red wine for the last 15 minutes. Yeah. Welcome to the off-season, boys. <laughs> oh, is that Holly? There's Holly there. Hey, Holly. Oh, that was Lana. That 
That was Lana. No, that was Lana. Lana. Okay. All right. Hey, Lana. Lana. What, the, what they're saying about my mother is not inaccurate. She's pretty good looking. What? I got. Oh, I gotta see this. Hey guys, I'll send you pictures after this is over. We will not share. We will not share. I promise. Yeah, we, we won't share. share at all. We, we're we're are, gentlemen, okay? We're total gentlemen. Are they uh, saved in like a secret folder on your phone, Joel? <laughs> they're they're in that calculator app. Have you seen the calculator app? <laughs> I've heard about that. Yeah. This that. is going to be the worst podcast the... ever recorded. No, our People folks are going to love this. The best legs in Phoenix? My God. I'll tell you what, she has the best legs in Phoenix, and ain't them legs. Oh, what? my God. <laughs> <laughs> that was the voice of Joel, her son in law, by the way. I'm yeah. so uncomfortable right now. Cleaner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my Lord. Cleaner. Yeah, I, I don't oh, know where to take God. next from here. We, we need, <laughs> a, we need... <laughs> well, well, we're, we're abort, talking about the fast cooter. Everything's good on the fast cooter. That's what we're talking about. Hey, I'm going to be Joel's stepfather-in-law. Would you make him call you that? You're going to boss him around. Oh, man. Uh, hey, Fleener, uh, uh, I'm looking at flights. I can get a direct that lands at 11.15 on Friday, the August of 23rd. Um, and then I don't know if that's allowed. Or I can get the direct flight into Nashville at 7.25. Whatever you want, man. Is, are you bringing Miss Miss Lana? Miss, uh, you're bringing your mother-in-law? <laughs> well, Lana's invited. Laura has to pay the bills, so I'm not exactly sure how that one's going to work. But um, <laughs> turns out my wife didn't say no, so I'm pretty much in, Fleen. So this weekend, uh, I don't need a couch. Or a bed. Probably just sleep on your bathroom tile. I can get there for a hundred and fifty-one dollars. What? Gino, I'll give you a five hundred dollar voucher if you go this weekend. <laughs> Guys, stop <laughs> playing with my emotions. Like my this. wife just heard that, and she goes, "You won't be having sex with me anytime soon." Oh, oh yikes! yikes. Gino, I'll give you a thousand dollar voucher. We got an auction. We got an auction. I hear one thousand. Can I hear? There is, there is, there is definitely a number that Holly says okay for. One hundred, one hundred percent is a number. (laughs) (laughs) Our year was good enough where the thousand is not the number. Ooh. ooh. (laughs) Hey, Um, I got to tell you guys this. So we we finish our round on. on Sunday, we're just probably a few groups behind Fleener and Postman, and we come in the locker room, and I'm just kind of hustling to get in the shower, and I wasn't really thinking about much. I was pretty in the zone of getting to the airport, and Fleener was there, and it looked like somebody just pissed in his cereal bowl. He was he was sad. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, what's what's up, man? He's like, we bogeyed the last thing. We missed by one, and he was just kind of sulking around. Dude, I'm sorry. I, they shot four four under on Sunday. Is that right? Yeah. Four under on Sunday. Yeah. And I, yeah. I, I think we had, we had kind of talked about it a little bit the night before we thought four under would probably do the trick. And I was like, Oh man, you know, damn it. I'm so sorry. And I gave him a hug and I showered up and left. And he called, he called me about an hour later. He's like, you know, what takes the sting out of missing the finishing 31st in the FedEx cup and missing the tour championship. What's that? He's like, 
the fact that we finished 12th and made $124,000. It was 16th, yeah. then we made one, 148. <laughs> there you oh go, even God. better. <laughs> yeah. No, this, uh, I could get used to this uh, no-cut $10 million purse stuff. It's pretty fun. For sure. Yeah. Hey, so what's the what do you guys think about Eastlake? Like, about the format and about what do you think is going to happen? Like, who do you think is going to, where's the, all right, where's the lowest like ranked guy that you think could actually come up and win it? At what point do you think you could come up and win it? Hey, if you're looking to gamble on golf or the NFL upcoming, mybookie.ag is where we've been betting for over two years now. They've taken care of us. They've taken care of all of our listeners incredible customer service, personal assistance whenever you need it. No matter how big a better you are, small, big time better, whatever, they take care of you. Go to mybookie.ag, use promo code TOURJUNKIES, you get the deposit bonus, and even if you don't want the bonus, you can waive it, and just by using promo code TOURJUNKIES, you get that extra special treatment. We've got a number of listeners that have experienced this, uh, but they give you everything you need for the NFL, the PGA Tour, that's where we go to bet. They take care of our folks. They're good people. If you want to bet online, you can't bet anywhere else other than mybookie.ag. Promo code TourJunkies. 50% deposit bonus right now. So if you want to use the bonus, you put in 100 bucks. guess what? Now you've got 150 to play with. Check it out, mybookie.ag, promo code TourJunkies. Let's get back to the interview. I think if you're a four under, you could win. That's exactly the number I said. So too. six somebody... shots? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think Dude, I agree with that. It's over four days. Like that's not an, over four days. It's not even a problem. Okay. Yeah. The problem so, was I was talking to Brant last night on the plane, and he said the Dude, problem with names like is like, well, I've never really been there. He's played there a bunch, and he was just saying that East Lake's not going to yield like a sixty-two or a sixty-three. And so no, if you're won't. starting, you know, eight or ten back, it's almost impossible to catch up. What what yeah. has been the winning score at East Lake the last couple of years? Or yeah, around ten or eleven under. Ten or eleven oh, under. So pretty it, much. Is, it is a hard golf course. Yeah, oh, it's hardest. Yeah, it's hard. Well does would you say that bodes uh better for the guys that are you know six back to play play well? So you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, it's tough yeah, to, it's tough to argue either. A, you can argue either way. I just don't think there's a heat. There's a there's a you know sixty four out there or sixty three. I just think it'd be difficult at East Lake. But hey, yeah. I don't know. I think, I, we thought Madonna. I think might it be both better difficult. for guys in the back because if they played solid like really well for four days, and then just talking about the golf course, I haven't, I haven't been there. Uh, I'm not good enough yet. Um, <laughs> but it makes what Gino said. It makes total sense. Is like. If he shoots, if this guy plays really well, it's easier for the top guys to not play as well. well and like, or thing, like, if they play average and they make a couple of bogeys, like it's not that people don't understand how like it looks insurmountable at the beginning, but also at the week, I guarantee you, there's some guy at the top that starts the week on Thursday that won't be at the bottom because it is so hard. If you, unless you're playing well. Where if you uh, just is Kokrak even? Off, you're gonna you're gonna get crushed. Yeah, Kokrak's even. Damn. That guy yeah. is gonna come out and make a thousand birdies this week. I I mean you know like, why? I he's never been there and he doesn't care about anything except for all the money he's making. 
and he's gonna laugh at everybody as he's making every birdie past them, and he's gonna laugh as they're making bogeys. That guy's okay, that's awesome. I was gonna ask that, like, if you were if you were at ten or eight under, obviously you're playing different if you're at two or one under, right? Well, I think so. Yeah. The actual answer is you're not supposed to, but Esslinger says yes. But you, definitely you have there. To. But then again, look at the guys that are starting there. You think Brooks and Rory give a shit? No. Exactly correct. Justin Thomas doesn't care. Patrick Reed doesn't care. They have so much money. They don't. Shouldn't say they shouldn't care about fourteen million. Fifteen well, million dollars, though. Fifteen million dollars. Brooks' brink struck was pretty good. Comment. Yeah, yeah, that was good. That, is, that that totally makes sense, and that's totally fair. But they're not gonna like whiff an eight iron into the water, like because they're. I know that. Money. I guess I'm talking about from like an aggressive standpoint. <laughs> Who like, did that, Joel? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh wait, no, I just came up with an arbitrary club in <laughs> an arbitrary was, time. It was an eight iron on seventeen on Saturday. <laughs> oh, you mean? The guy that was around like the like like money making? Yeah, no, that was that was arbitrary, Gino. That didn't matter. <laughs> oh, that was funny. I mean, in terms of how aggressive the guys are gonna be though, right? Like that's that's what we're talking about. We're just talking about like if you're gonna come out on number one on Thursday and you're at even one under, two under, like you're coming out firing at pins, right? Or is that not right? I think so. Jason Kokrak hits it 18,000 miles, and he hits it so good. If that guy makes a putt on Thursday morning, you better watch out for him on Sunday afternoon. Because if he makes yeah, a but, couple putts. Yeah, but that's all year, Joel. Like, he hasn't made a putt all year. I mean, he's, he's all right. Sorry, sorry. Hold on. I, I, I forgot that this is a podcast that you guys actually know what's going on. Um, I'm pretty unaware. <laughs> I played a practice with this guy at the championship, and he is really good at golf. Turns out that's why he's a church championship. But I didn't like he's Jason Kokrak is like what I dreamed to be. Played eight years on tour. <laughs> yeah. And like never won Make it and sh- just incredible at golf. And no one has yeah. any idea who he is. No one cares who he is. And all of a sudden he's like, Oh, I'll just like stop this wedge in the last hole, knocking this four footer and oh look, yeah. I just made all of my money for in my entire life See? for all of my family. See now, I would use Charles Howell for that that analogy. Just no, it doesn't just, count. But, Charles is so good and so good for so long that you have to bring it back to somebody that's actually normal for like a guy like me. Like I mean, Charles Kokrak's unbelievable. He's made twenty one of twenty two cuts this season, right? But he, I'm saying, as far as like coming all the way back from even and actually contending, he doesn't putt well enough to do that, right? Like you've got he, that's his problem as the putter. He's a ball striking stud. But to come right, back well, ten shots and win, you got to be able to make a putt, right? Yeah, sure, but that's not for me. That's not how I. I just drink beer and I just like a golf yeah, ball. Yeah, shut like, up. You guys thought <laughs> like that you're not going to pick him for fantasy golf. That's fine. I'm just saying that Jason Kokrak is my new hero. <laughs> I, I tell you what, uh, Rory, Sungjae Rory, and I had a few uh, hang on before we get to Sunday because I got yeah. things to say with him. But. Dude, if you talk about Rory in front of me one more time, we're going to have a problem. Gino, talk about Rory. Talk about Rory, Gino. Dude, the guy is just is is just a normal dude that has a lot of money. Like, I would love to just hang out with him because he's a genuinely nice person and he's he can speak to you and, like, is just normal. It was, uh, and he's so freakishly talented that 
I'm like in awe of him. But at the same time, you know, he's just talking to me like I'm his buddy on the golf course on Sunday. I'm like, I love you. Oh, man. <laughs> Do you know you were Joel, you're, what are your thoughts on the golf course that I initiated every con. I initiated every conversation with him, and I made sure that you were involved because you never once went up to him and said how much you loved him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I was trying to keep it natural. I didn't want to seem too forced, you know. We're we're still building up that relationship, and the fact that he he outwardly, you know, said my name to start a sentence a few times made me happy. So uh, we're trending in the right direction. <laughs> so we both noticed that that's, that's what God, happened, and we both noticed that uh, it turns out he's both our best friends. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sounds like hey. a middle school boy. He's like, oh, she looked at me in the hallway today. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Hey, Aaron, you almost had a you almost had an encounter. Or you had Adam Scott. You had Adam Scott. Now we we talked yeah. last time you were on about the pleats and unfortunately you sent us a message. He was not wearing the pleats. But what I mean, how was your interaction with with Adam Scott? He uh he didn't talk a whole lot on Sunday. Um and I mean, we were kind of in grind mode too, but um Man, his pants are just—I just don't know about them. Like, they're so big, like they're like MC Hammer, like parachute pants. I am I'm on the range on Saturday, and uh, Gino looks at me, and what do you say, Gino, to me about? I was like, what? Well, I remember the whole thing with his pleats. But I don't know about this current cut of his pants because he's a fit person. And I right. looked, I'm like, what is up with his pants? His ass looks huge. <laughs> like, it's just weird. They're Dude, like you, pants you that like them your a middle school grandfather math would wear. <laughs> middle school yeah. math teacher. That is perfect. That, yeah. that, that's, I, what, I, that's what Gino said. <laughs> it does. Uh, and then Joel looks at me and said something. He's like, "Yeah, you're you're one to talk about fashion." I'm like, "Shit, I don't look like that." I mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's Do bad. we realize who we're talking about right now? It's freaking Adam Scott. He well, did ask me where that. I was from at one point, and I told him I live in Nashville, and he was like, "Oh, I got some mates in Nashville. I'd love to go there, like go and hang out." I wanted to be like. You cannot hang out in Nashville. You're Adam Scott. Like you're gonna get <laughs> pounded. Yeah. The ch- I mean, like, what? Did you say like, that they have? He, he has maids in in Nashville. Mates. <laughs> mates. <laughs> Joel, you'll be fine. Here. You can come hang out. <laughs> you're good. You're good. Joel. Hey, I haven't I haven't booked my direct flight yet to Nashville, but I am this close. If you shave your mustache, nobody will recognize it's it. It's already gone. It's already oh, gone. It is? Oh, I hadn't seen that. I tell you what, the fans this last week about the bucket hat and the mustache were exhausting. Oh. It was It was a lot. What's Aaron, what's the most annoying thing that you deal with on the PGA Tour, on the grind? Like, what are you – like, so you're about to get a little time off and you're thinking – Super hot chicks so- on them all the time. <laughs> you're about you're I, about to say like I'm glad I don't have to deal with X anymore. Like um the big cities we've been going to, I don't like I don't 
I just don't like strangers and like crowds of strangers and they're just everywhere in New York and stranger danger. <laughs> um, I also don't, the only thing that makes me like mad during my days are the, the bros that are at golf tournaments that like, just like try to say stuff to you to get a reaction. And it just, it just eats at me. I just want to like go over and just like smack all of them right on their, <laughs> on the side of their face and just say, dude, just shut up. <laughs> we, uh, yeah, Fleener is a hundred percent correct. And it seems worse in the bigger cities. Um, we had, uh, Graham McDowell was one of our three on Thursday, Friday this last week. And we got up to seven, 13 or 17. I don't remember which one of the part threes. And, uh, one of the fans, like in the stands around, goes, "Hey Graham, don't shank shank it into the water like you did at so and so event." What an! And Joel turned around. I thought Joel was going to climb the stands and beat the shit out of this guy. <laughs> Joel Joel jumped in his defense. He said, "What the fuck would you say that man?" And then, like, excuse, sorry, podcast. And then okay. uh, all of like all of the other fans started yelling at this fan and he disappeared really quickly. Mm. Kind of funny, but uh, people just ah, like, because they're behind this rope or behind this guardrail that they could just say whatever they want. It's like some invincibility rope type thing. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can confirm that sir in 17. I was also, uh, should have been leading the golf tournament by 19 probably, but I couldn't pot. And then, uh, Gino probably gave me a bad number. I was losing my. <laughs> <laughs> and then this, and then, oh, we, we walked, so people don't understand, but we walked through this 16's impossible hole, and we walked through this tunnel up to 17, the hardest par three in the world, if you missed at a golf ball. And uh, we stand up, and this guy chirps at Graham. I lose, I lose my shit on him. I go, okay, and uh, and Graham. <laughs> What happened was Graham looked at the dude and like something changed his eyes. Like he went like Graham is yeah. the nicest guy and super fun and he like was so mad. And it wasn't and it was just easy for me because I was like pissed off at the world and I couldn't make a three footer and it was easy for me to snap at him and I I lost it on the dude. I didn't say much obviously I just I said what Gina said, but um I was so mad. It was I Still, I have a clenched fist in my hand, and people can't see this, but my my cinch is. I'm so mad. People are so stupid. Because when we went to the Open Championship at Graham's home, whatever place in Port Rush, I was 19 million over par, and he had a nice 720 feet, and they all clapped, and it was enjoyable to be around. And we have this. Ah, I just lose it. And then I got to play with Rory yesterday. Was it yesterday? Today, Monday? Yeah. Um, and I go, dude, this is miserable for Rory, like to be around here. Like it, it just sucks. So I saw a what? dude giving it to Poulter on the range before we played yesterday. Oh, <laughs> it was just that didn't even it. make me mad. <laughs> but I was just like, man, like if Poulter turned around and just like hit him with like the grip end of his club in the face, like I wouldn't even blame him. <laughs> Joel, what's yeah. what's like your what's your least favorite thing? Like, what are you looking forward to not having to worry about for the next couple weeks? <laughs> I think I think uh, this this is a great question, and I'm gonna have Gino answer this and see how good of a caddy he is. Gino, 
It's a newlywed golf. Besides like being bad golf and being a terrible human, what is what like what what's something on the golf course I can't handle? Um, slow play. Mm. Um, yeah. M- missed short ones. No, like uh, I'm talking about like outside noise. Like what, what, what kind of? Oh, bags of chips, crinkling, crinkling <laughs> bags of, or like a granola bar. He loses his marbles over that. Good lord! No, oh, oh, here's another one. Right one more. I got another one. The the people that go shh oh, because yeah. of the shh sound yeah. is way louder than any people actually talking. <laughs> Volunteers being like taking their job too seriously. Mm, yeah, yeah. Felina, you just nailed it right there. Volunteers who are louder than the people around them to <laughs> make them the show. I lose my marble. Like to a point that <laughs> I don't. I'll hit a golf shot purposely uh, bad, and then I'll blame it on that guy because I'm so mad <laughs> at that. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll tell you what, jo- I stayed with Gino the last two weeks, and the, Gino's great to stay with, but the best part about staying with Gino is hearing the tales of Joel's mental midgetry on the golf course. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, you're not supposed to tell him I talk about those. Not, not the golf Leonard, you're not allowed to, to stay with Gino anymore. <laughs> no, I need, we need to hear some more about this. Uh, what, are, what, are, what are some more... Uh, no, I want to know mental, mental midget. <laughs> I want to know if you have. Like, he'll say that they'll be in like eighth place or something, and Joel will make a bogey, and he'll be like, "Well, it was a good week. <laughs> it, was, it was a good week for a while." He's like done that. it the last two weeks. So this last week we were we were ten under through twenty. You guys are all assholes. Ten under through twenty six holes in fourth place. Hold on. In the middle of what? You I want was... me to stop? No, you, no, that's fine. I'll, <laughs> I'll just correct you when you go wrong. <laughs> okay, these these are facts though. We got to we birdied number eight on Friday to get to ten. We're in the middle of the fairway on number nine, and pull a nine iron, make a bogey, uh-huh. which is fine. That stuff happens. No, he was like, the worst well, nine iron of all time. Well, I made it 28 holes this week, Gene. That was what he said. Like, what do you mean? We're play- We're guaranteed 72 of those holes. We still have quite a few left here, bud. And he's like, nope. And he's like, I can't make a putt. It's over. Like, what are you talking about? It's Friday. God, dog, so, Joel. On the next hole, what happens, you know, I – Hit the perfect drive through. I can't get there. I chip it at like four feet, and I horseshoe lip one out, and I absolutely go berserk nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, hey, did you on uh, on Sunday? Did you purposely bogey ten? I felt like you purposely <laughs> bogey. <10. laughs> Are you shitting me right now? Does this actually happen? Well, he, we he had like a he, he had this downhill like twenty. 20 to 25 it was shorter than 25 feet probably on uh on number nine and he left it was like 60 feet you, your caddy embellishment is terrible 18 all right i was trying to give you some credit but he uh he left it like 12 feet short from 18 
got caught up in the fringe. It was in the grill of the fringe. It was, it was two inches into the fringe, and he hit it, and I was standing next to Toy's caddy, Mark, and I go, oh, my God, Like this, as soon as he hit it, because it, it, like, just barely rolled. He, like, like queefed it out of the, it, out of the it fringe. It was a 20-footer. <laughs> and... So then he calls me in on the next one, and I'm like, yeah, oh, I was shit. The best part is I just called Gino in on the next read to, like, really make a mop up this mess. <laughs> yeah. So, so we, this is so fun. I don't get to tell, like, Joel stories in public mm-hmm. around, but this is amazing. So, uh, miss the next one, make bogey. I'm like, oh, that sucks, and he's hot. So we go to the next one, and when Joel's mad, he always tries to hit a high draw. And when he tries to hit a high draw... It goes right <laughs> of right, always. And he's been striping the driver too, but uh, yeah. But outcome when I'm playing with Rory, I really try to swing like Rory, and it looks really good on paper until my ball flies. <laughs> so he, he, he does a he does a good job of swinging the club out to the right, but uh, the club face never gets to where it's supposed to be, and the ball goes sailing into the trees. And uh, get over there. And it both above you know, this is this is sneaky funny that no one ever hear about until now. <laughs> Am I going to be in trouble for telling this? Well, so, you can this, just kiss your bonus goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'll, I'll stop after this hole. But uh, so we, you know, we have three hundred and forty <laughs> yards to the green or whatever, and the ball's above his feet is a buried lie and he goes this is either going in the right trees or in the left rough where do you want it (laughs) and i i go and he's holding a five iron out of the rough above his feet i go why don't you hit more loft and just hit a shorter shot into the fairway and as i'm speaking he takes the club back and whacks it (laughs) hits it right into the tree (laughs) i'm like damn the ball went like 80 yards so then we go up there, and it looked like a golf cart had ran over it, and we're still 270 yards out. And I'm trying to get him a number to lay up, and he just grabs a hybrid, and he's like, I'm good, and whacks it, and it goes into the left rough. And I'm like, what is happening right now? And, you know, he wedges the next one on and two putts for a bogey. I'm like, I- I feel like because he three putted number nine, he like purposely bogeyed number ten, and I was like, "What just? It all happened so quick. Like I didn't even have time to be a caddy. He was just pulling clubs and hitting shots, and there was grass flying all over the place. I didn't know what was going on." Joel, <laughs> hey, Gino, what the hell? What, what what did they tell you on ten G? I said I'm taking a stand on this eight iron, and I made bogey out of it, and our day's <laughs> over. Let's go. He did. He said. He goes that eight iron back on number nine. He goes it was either going to be birdie or bogey, and when I hit it to twenty feet, I knew it wasn't going to be a birdie, so I had to make bogey or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> what? Golly. It doesn't even make sense. Joel, what so, what is the deal, man? Like you don't understand. <laughs> If, unless you're about to win, you go completely psycho, and then you finish like. Have you, if, I know that people there's there's at least like three listeners out there. I hope and they all know I am either guaranteed like top fifteen or completely last place. Like you have two options. I've how do we know? Played. How do we know when that's coming? Because here's what I here's what I've got. Just 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 text Gino mid round because he'll answer his phone at any time and all time. <laughs> but we need this information before the no, tournament we need it before starts. Thursday. 
I need to I, if, you if, if, a pretty good if I make a bogey Julian. before a birdie, it's over. <laughs> That's a true you know what? I've actually, I've actually gathered that. I've side texted because Joel, here, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to stroke the ego, but like you and and Postman, like y'all are a couple guys that stay in the favorites no matter what, whether we play you or we don't, right? So we're we're watching. Well, that's why when, drinking come on your podcast. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm like, it's. I, I've actually texted Pat before, and I'm like, oh god, Joel's about to nut, Joel's about to lose it because like I see the, I see like bogey number one on Thursday, and I'm like, oh shit. Oh, that's a, that's an MC Hammer. That's a book. Unless, book my ticket on unless the it's a hard golf course, then I'm okay with it. If it's a hard golf course, I'm okay. If <laughs> okay, it's what golf about? Course, all right, what about this? What about we talk about speaking of I'll we said okay. we're gonna I'll come back right to Sung J M. We talked about Sung J M. Talk about a guy who's huh. played a boatload of golf. We talk about something called strokes bled grinding, right? Which is when you just play a shitload of golf and you're tired. Where does that hit for you, Joel? Like like Sung J M apparently is is like robotic built from wherever he's from. But like uh, have you guys you... ever left your house and played golf before? That's his thing to have. Like, <laughs> well, you okay. If I ever, if I go to the driving, if I know what the driving range is before my tea time on Thursday, it's gonna be a good week. <laughs> oh you don't God! Know, you don't know this hundred percent true because if I don't know where the driving range is, it's probably not gonna be great. And there are multiple <laughs> events in my life that I have no idea where the driving range is before my t Thursday. Oh man! Yeah, but I you, feel like you finished. I would. You finished second at John Deere last week and didn't go to the golf course until Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, that uh, is true. Only man. because he what, had to. What happened there? I was, finished. I finished the week bit, before. I finished so he, at the Greenbrier, and I didn't care because I was the richest man alive. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Aaron, I mean, like, how does JT compare to this? Because, like, it sounds like Joel, like Gino has got his work cut out for him, like, daily as a counselor. No, Gino is the greatest guy of life. Gino doesn't even have to do anything. He just shows up on Thursday and tells me to whack a ball in the air, and then we go find it, and then we whack it again. Like, he's never seen a Tuesday or Thursday that has bothered him. Aaron, how's, how's yeah. Postman compared to this? I mean, not at all. On no level does he compare to this. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. Postman doesn't practice much. <laughs> yeah, but he does practice. They, the, has he ever? Has JT ever asked you if you wanted in the right trees or the left rough? <laughs> <laughs> no, he hasn't. Uh, oh, jeez, uh, you. We need you guys mic'd up all the time. Like that would just be electric. Oh my Aaron, God, what's so the special? What's the most annoying thing JT does? Like as as a player, what's the most annoying thing? If you if you could get him to stop doing this one is a thing. great question, by the way, phenomenal okay. question. And I don't like you can't say like oh, miss putts. Like you can't do that. Like what's something he does when he gets the putter out of the bag after he's hit a green? Like if I'm going to get a divot or something. He doesn't put the putter cover on the alignment sticks in the bag. He doesn't, like, slide it down on there so it won't leave. He just, like, <laughs> sets it on top of the clubs, and then I forget. And it falls off. Like, I pick the bag up, and I, I drop it, and then I get, like, 20 <laughs> yards down the fairway, and somebody in the crowd's like, hey, you dropped the putter cover. You dropped the putter cover. And then I got to go back <laughs> 20 yards. So it's like That's only funny to the yards. other caddy. <laughs> uh... Yeah. 
that's no I mean, actually that's i it. can laugh at that as a as a former tour caddy i can laugh at that i dropped it <laughs> oh god here we go he caddied There's two Stephen holes at the valero texas open and yeah, here we go the players. Here's the story the players. we gotta hear this whole thing at the players i caddied two holes for baldo in the second round of the players championship 2017 why uh, <laughs> because he too. Uh, so, so no, this is all right. So they were called off the golf course on Friday, uh, for darkness. Baldo was like nine shots from making the cut shocker. And I had, I was having beers with him Friday night. And I said, who's, I said, where's Neil, your caddy. And he said, Neil went home. I was like to the hotel. He's like, no, he went like to, like to Orlando home. <laughs> I'm like, well, who's, who's caddying for you tomorrow? He's like, I guess like coach or something. I got two holes to finish. He started on the back nine. So he's, He's playing eight and nine at the at uh, Sawgrass. Yeah, I got two holes. Then I'll just get coach to carry the bag. I was like, dude, let me carry your bag for two holes. Like, let me do it. He's like, you seriously? I was like, a hundred percent, yes. He's like, all right. So I showed up. I met him in a parking lot. He drove me in. We warmed up for about four minutes. Uh, we chipped <laughs> balls next to Jordan Spieth and Michael Greller, and I'm like standing there holding the, the bag, nutting the hell up. And uh, we get to number eight, which is a good morning, two hundred and forty yard par three. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, good luck. Yep, he hits it in the left bunker. I start raking after he hits a second shot. He looks at me, laughs, grabs the rake, and starts raking it himself. And then, <laughs> uh, he does he does salvage his par. Um, and then number number nine, the par five, he bangs one down the middle. He's playing with J.J. Henry and Nick Taylor, who are both behind him. We're last to hit. As we're standing in the fairway, I look at him and I say, Baldo, you need to hit driver off the deck here. He goes, you want me to? And I said, yeah. And as Nick Taylor pulls the club back, he puts his hand on the driver. As soon as he makes contact, he lifts it up, throws the head cover off, and uh, hits a fantastic driver off the deck. Uh, and I walk about 20 yards down and realize that I dropped the towel. And so I had one of those idiots yell at me that I dropped mm. the towel. I go back and pick it up. And as I'm walking back, Baldo and everybody else are laughing at me. Um, he proceeds to put me in uh, two more bunkers on that hole, um, which was not fun. And then, and then he sinks another twenty footer. So I did caddy two holes, but my man only made my, my man, my, you know, my man made forty foot worth of putts in those two holes. That's my story. <laughs> and you raked three bunkers. No, I, he didn't let me rake the. He didn't let me rake the other ones. <laughs> There's no possible way that driver off the deck on nine makes any sense unless you map it in like the right hospitality tent because. This is the highest. This is the dumbest par five in history. You have to hit the highest stroke of all time from three hundred yards. Well, it, I mean, again, he was like eight shots off the cut, so it didn't matter. He was just, he was just. I, I, I like to say I clubbed about it. That's all it is. So How awesome is that. that guy as a human? I don't know him at all, but I he's feel fantastic. Like he's Great guy. You guys would love about it. Hopefully, he gets back on the tour and y'all can hang. He's the best. I sure hope I, so. That would be awesome. I freaking love him. Did he have um, back surgery? He did have back did have, surgery for Bado. He did have some sort of surgery. I don't remember if it was back surgery. So Pat, let's not right? pretend like we're best friends with the guy. Let's just say that you tweeted him once and you got lucky about this guy's job. And let's not pretend like you're best friends. No, we're boys with Bado. <laughs> we're, we're not best Joel, friends. Joel, I like the way you. I like the way you talk because. Yeah. <laughs> say this. Like the- I'm in a bunch of jacks, but I just grabbed a truly uh, pineapple. That's when you know you're desperate and you haven't been home in a month is when you start to get truly. Truly, son. It's like that? a white claw, but more basic than that. I don't even know. 
I'm all, hey, I'm all about that, Joel. I'm Guys, Aaron's gonna balls. hang up. This is not manly enough for Aaron in Nashville. No, no, Aaron, be be just just be patient. You know the right, the, right. the white the white claws, the trulies. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. That's I'm drinking a Coors Light. Stories. But I'm a Coors Light. Clear doesn't drink Coors Light. He only drinks Tito's. I'm yeah, drinking a Coors Light right beer. now. Hey, Gino, what'd you say? You want more stories about what? Uh, no, I just I said uh, I feel like we're missing some Fleener right now. I just want I want Fleener I know. to make me laugh with the story but, right yeah, now. Yeah, I want Fleener. What is your like? What comes to mind is your favorite story on? I keep trying to year. pull you, him in, and he's not he's not taking the you, bait. You know, you've he's, had a well. He's he's two star. I mean, he's he had his podcast where he was the star of the show. This is getting old to him, isn't it? It's his like man, yeah. his man won the the week that he was on the show, so he's just yeah. But, but we need to know. I mean, come on, Fleener, give it, give me the best story this year on tour. You've had a great. I do, year. I do have a pretty good story. Uh, I got, I got Jaeger pretty good this year, and so I used to work for Jaeger, obviously. And so JT and Jaeger play New Orleans together this year, and this is we're Steven on. Jaeger. Yeah, Steven Jaeger, and so Jaeger and I are still good friends, and so. Um, we're on this whole, on the alternate shot day. And so Jaeger hits this drive, like 40 yards right of the fairway, probably on this hole, 30 or 40 yards. And so I, I didn't go back to the tee cause we were hitting second. So I get up to the ball pretty quick and there's this little kid and his dad standing there right beside the ball. And I told the kid, I was like, Hey, I said, when uh, when that guy in the purple shirt gets up here in the fairway, I want you to run over to the ropes and say, hey, Mr. Jaeger. And when he looks at you, say, the fairway's over there and point to the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> and so the kid's like looking at me, he's like looking up at his dad, like, you know, should I do it? Should I do it? And his dad's like, yeah, do it. I'm like, yeah. I was like, I'll give you, I said, JT will sign a ball for you if you do it. <laughs> and so Jaeger comes on up, he gets on up to the fairway and the kid runs over there and goes, Hey, Mr. Jaeger. And Jaeger, like, thinks it's some little kid, like, waving at him like a big fan or something. He's like, oh, hey, buddy. He goes, the fairway's over there. <laughs> <laughs> and and Jaeger, just, Jaeger got so mad, he looked over at me because he knew it was me. <laughs> he's like, he like, flips me the bird. And, uh, oh, I love it. little kid comes running back. And we're, I mean, me and JT are dying laughing. And that is, that a, is a really good story. That is awesome. I hadn't heard that one before. Yeah. yeah. So I I feel like we should get together and write a book. Joel and I's five years. I mean, Joel is. Uh, I could write a chapter every round that we've played together. Yeah, it sounds like, like it. One um, one of my favorites. There's a few people that have heard this a time or two. I know Fleeter's heard it and whatnot, but uh, I got to tell you a quick one. It's our it's our rookie year on the Web.com tour. And it's one of the last events of the season in Knoxville, Tennessee. And the cut there was going to be like five or six under. And in the first round, I don't know, we were like five or six over. And we basically had to shoot 59 on Friday to make the cut. And we had an, we were one of the last groups to go. And uh, I think Joel and I may have stayed together that week. But uh, we, we, were late, we were late to leave the hotel. And we're on the way to the course, and he's like, you want to stop and grab lunch? I'm like, sure. You know, it's like 
45 minutes until we tee <laughs> off and we pull into some local diner and uh i don't know ordered lunch he's like can i get a gin and tonic too they actually make that a double <laughs> it was amazing it's like maybe we have a chance of making this cut so we have lunch we have a gin and tonic he's like i was like we need to get going so we get there and our tee time is in like seven minutes uh jump out joel hits a couple putts and we walk to the tee we're on number two i get him get his number and he's like i was like uh you got you know 118 front 125 hole he's like just perfect gap wedge i was like yep perfect gap wedge and he reaches in the bag to grab his gap wedge he goes where's my gap wedge I don't know. He goes, well, I guess I'm going to chip the pitching wedge. He goes, where's my pitching wedge? I was like, uh, Jeez. I don't know. He goes, it looks like I'm chipping the night iron. <laughs> so grabs the nine iron. The, the, the next hole was the same exact situation. We had the same number in. He's like, well, we hit nine iron like four holes in a row. And uh, what had happened is when we ripped the clubs out of the trunk, the two wedges got hung up on something, and they stayed in the trunk. And uh, <laughs> we were we were out there playing with twelve clubs that day, but it didn't matter much. The rules official actually ended up uh, going to it. We gave him our keys. He went to the car for us and we put him back in play, which is legal, by the way. See, that's a sign of a great player, Joel. If you can take a nine iron and, and use it in any way you want to, I, I like that. I like that. He didn't tell a story when I bombed it over the green and made a bogey. He didn't tell that story. <laughs> I, was, I, went, I went from T40, T147 to T151. <laughs> that might be true. Hey, Joel, has the mother in law showed up yet? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she is chilled up. My dog is actually in the room, and uh, I hope other dog. I have a I have a black lab, six years old. He's almost six. He's like our super baby, and he's he's black lab, and he rubs himself on our guest bedroom bed, like his entire like scratches himself on this white bedding, and he's he's so pumped to be home, like he's in every room sniffing it out. Because our in-laws, my mother-in-law, right. uh, right. takes care of him. And so they dropped him off. But uh, my mother-in-law's boyfriend was here as well, who's a super golf nerd. And uh, he's, he's a good dude, but I have a ginormous dog that is all over my house right now, which means that my potentially smoking hot mother-in-law um, is in that as well. <laughs> okay. All right. I so don't maybe, understand maybe a word of that story. <laughs> I'm kind of confused. Joel, you've been quiet for a few minutes. Are you just crushing the <laughs> worst light still right now? <laughs> I, I caught that Murphy put some black hair on a white comforter, and that was about all I got off. Yeah, that's about oh, it. Shit. He's coming in. Laura's, Laura's in. Laura's on the podcast. Hey, hold on. This is, this is her. She's on the podcast. Hey, Laura. How, How are, are you? you? I'm amazing. How are you? You're amazing. We've heard that, actually. <laughs> um, so have you ever heard of the have you, ever, have you ever heard of the Tour Junkies podcast? We're kind of a big deal. No. Uh, <laughs> Not really. Okay. I like well, the name of it, though. You do? 
Oh, great. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Laura, what would you say is your ideal, um, like, if you were to go on, like, a first date, what would be your ideal first date scenario? Like, ideal, this is what the, the gentleman plans for the first date. We've come a long way away from just having an amazing dinner with amazing conversations. That would be phenomenal. That is fantastic. That is so boring. Don't get to know me on social media or pretend that you think you know me through texting and don't send, don't sex me. Don't send me dick pics. Don't. <laughs> 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 got out of control real fast. Oh, oh my God. Oh, Damn, I thought I had a chance with Laura in that one. <laughs> you know. You know, keep it real, man. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. This is the best podcast we've ever done. (laughs) I don't know where to go from here. I feel like like if I hung up right now, it would be a fitting ending to the podcast. We've done. Figure out if I'm going to go to uh, shotgunning beer or wine or whiskey, and I'm trying to figure out how to get Laura's boyfriend to hang out with me longer. But I think he has a job, (laughs) like a real job. (laughs) Well. Enough to probably not live at my house, a job. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, sounds like he's a like he's a great conversationalist. Big conversationalist loves a nice dinner. Joe is the man. In fact, Joe came out. Uh, Laura's boyfriend, Joe, he came out to the event this last weekend. Uh, he was at work in uh, Chicago. He's he's a, he's a good dude. I approve. Good work, I mean, Joe. does he look like George hey, Clooney? Let's be honest. He came out just to watch Rory hit a couple drives. <laughs> yeah, him and Gino. Him and Gino. Yeah. Hey, what's the next event you got? Are you gonna, Joel? What's the what's the the swing schedule looking like? I'm gonna tell you all about it. It involves mostly uh, <laughs> decorating my backyard with my wife and BAC above .08. I don't drive it. Joel said if he gets if it gets below point one in the next three weeks before Greenbrier, it's going to be a disappointment. I've well, that's what I'm asking. Not go to Greenbrier because it's absolute waste of his time. Yeah, like, Joel. Yeah. If how, if how's this for uh, some fantasy pointers, guys? Joel told me to stay home because it would be a waste of my time to go. <laughs> it's a two rounder. It's a two rounder. Joel, I'm going to hang out with my friends. And at the casino while drinking, and if I so, happen, praise Jesus, I make the cut at the Green Bar to pay for my bill. <laughs> <laughs> Here, here's why I am going is because Joel, when even when Joel doesn't play golf and uh, he just rolls out of bed after three weeks of not touching a club, uh, he will go out and shoot like 61. I would prefer if he practiced zero, not like do like two days of practice ahead of time to try to kind of get it figured out. I would like him cold turkey, first tee, like, how do I hold this thing, kind of. And uh, I feel like we might be dangerous that week. So, that's okay. uh, so, so Gino, you're not going to let me caddy for Joel if he let like that? <laughs> um, well, that's a new Joel's not going to raise his own salary markers. starts back over at zero, so I might actually let you caddy. Aaron, I what just about told you guys? Gino, I'll see you in Napa, and if however you want to get to Napa and however you want to be a part of that, it's fine. But uh, I told him I give him percentage if he didn't go to Greenbrier. So well, here's I here's actually, the thing: he's going to get in the here, mix. Here's on what Sunday. I think. I actually think that we should open up 
we could really turn this into a great cause. We could do like ten caddy for Joel at Greenbrier. Uh, you'll get like some daily amount because you'll get no no mid cut because it's not happening. <laughs> you know, no, I, <laughs> damn it, Joel. And then and then uh, we can do like, but you have you can't like have like a Tom, Dick, or Harry caddy. You have to have a guy who like play like be around golfer understand how to do that so i'm i'm tempted to actually fire gino for green barrel week to save him money and then well here's the See, I'm guys, actually, yeah, and then i'm actually willing to anything i make uh enough then we'll we'll donate some cost to charity but i'm tr- but gino is so unwilling to like be a nice guy and just not caddy this week i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> no so joel i would 100 percent be out but there's two factors that are keeping me in. And one, my parents are going. Um, and two, two, we finished fifth there last year. Oh. Gino, I also finished second at John Deere last year. How would you like <laughs> yeah. to Well, I knew that was going to be a bust this year because you, you tried to practice like the day before and <laughs> it was no good. Joel, I think I would be a good caddy. You know, I caddied at the Augusta National for a couple of years. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is what I was going to say. Is that David thinks I'm David's going to say David's going to interject right. that he should be a good caddy, but I think that I would, for for content purposes, Pat, you I would have would a heart there. attack. You would have a heart no. attack. I walk courses all the time. What are you talking about? <laughs> Not carrying your hey. own bag. You don't walk courses. Didn't one of you courses. guys caddy for one of the girls at your home club at the Augusta National thing? No, no, I didn't caddy, no. but it's at my home club at the Women's Am Champions Retreat. But oh, I, so I caddied at the National. You took a picture from that tee. That's all you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I just took a picture. Hey, all guys. Right. Yes. Speaking of Augusta National, uh, we're going to play in the Masters next year. Hell so. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that I is a good t- If he had plans Masters weekend because there's this golf tournament in Scottsdale, I really wanted to. I just asked him this like three days ago. He goes, yeah, bud, we're playing in the Masters. I was like, oh, shit. Good job. Fleener, you you need to hang out with us that week. I'm staying at DB's house. Yes. Yeah. I haven't talked to my my wife yet, but my plan is that Joel and Gina get into it. And yeah. that then I, I just go, hey babe, um, that weekend you can go to the beach, but we're not gonna rent. We're just gonna, we're just gonna, it's gonna be me and a couple caddies, but we'll keep it real chill. They're working, you know what I mean? They're working. Okay. Hey guys, we're- I'm gonna like do a quickly. I like you guys are so much fun, uh, but uh, Laura's at my house, and I super gotta go because she's not there. <laughs> uh, I've actually uh, driven over awesome. to my sister's house too. So hard. Thanks for everything, cleaner. I'm coming to Nashville. I think I'm catching that nonstop that lands at uh, around noon, so I can full send it, and I'll I'll be out on Sunday. Hey, do you know I'll see you not at Greenbrier if you like money. And uh, the other guys, uh, don't don't text me unless you like send your name first because you guys are still like your random. Uh, God dang it, Joel! <laughs> what is the deal, man? Uh, Just save us on the damn phone. Love you guys a lot. I'm out. Hey, full disclosure. <laughs> there you go. How about God. that for a sign off? What a sign like off. Hey, I don't even know your name, but uh, you know. <laughs> hey, uh, I just have you guys at random numbers, so uh, peace. That's that's my man right there. I love that guy. Godspeed to you, Gino. Godspeed to yeah. you.
Well, we have been uh, on here for a while, and I'm actually, uh, I'm at my sister's house. Uh, I don't know how I got here. My wife made me get in the car, and we drove over, and I've been sitting in their backyard for about 30 minutes now. <laughs> well, we appreciate and, uh, it, both you and Aaron. Thank you for coming on. That was a, uh, a blast. A lot of fun. Uh, Yeah, I wish we could uh, do that for about seven hours, because that's fun. It's a good for time. A wild ride. Aaron, when are you guys playing next? Uh, we're going to play, uh, it's not for sure. But we're going to play probably Safeway, Vegas, Japan, China, Mexico, Sea uh, Island. Aaron, have you ever been to Japan, China? Have you ever been to those places? No, but I feel like I'm going to be the tallest person over there by a lot. Yes. And <laughs> Fleener really likes his pedicures, too, so you know he's going full-on oh. petty, like, treatment. Yeah. I might go to one of those places where, like, the little fish eat the dead skin off your face. <laughs> That's so gross. <laughs> uh, right. I got to tap out, try. too, boys. Fleener, I, I love see. you, buddy. Bye, Gino. Gino. I love you, man. You, you guys are awesome. Thanks for everything. Uh, all right, Fleener. We'll, uh, we, won't, we won't make you suffer any longer, man. <laughs> this has been great. We appreciate it. Um, hey, we'll see you at the RSM. We're going to be there. Awesome. I'll be there. And then, and then we'll see you at Augusta. Yeah. I'll be there, too. All right, buddy. Thank you, man. Right. This is great. You're Talk the best. You All right. <laughs> see see y'all. Ya. Oh, man. Well, <laughs> I don't know what to say. Um, for the listeners out there, that literally occurred um, about, well, Joel was a lock. Yeah, Joel, Joel was the only lock. And then Gino and Aaron literally came in. When when you heard them, they basically came in. So all of that completely unscheduled. Um, oh, just fantastic stuff. Like I, I can't even I can't even begin to think um, if we could have how we could have made that better. I think it was fantastic. Yeah, I I, I totally agree. Um, <clears throat> I mean, we had, a lot, we had a lot of things on the agenda. I, I'm throwing out the sheet here because I don't really yeah. feel like there's anything well, we can talk about. Let's, <laughs> let's go real quick through a couple of key announcements through the swing season, and then let's just briefly talk about any action or strategy for Eastlake. Um, we do want to let everybody know that the Chalk Bomb emails are not going out until, the, until January, um, but we are going to continue to email weekly those subscribers, if you're not subscribed already, you need to. It's free. Head over to tourjunkies.com. Check, uh, check out the bottom right-hand corner. Put in your email address. You're in. We are going to continue to deliver a weekly email, but it's going to be special. It's going to be for me and Pat. Um, it's going to have all kind of fun stuff on it, really, Pat, right? Like, it's, what, what all is it going to have? Let's see. We're going to have uh, DB's Big Balls betting card, which normally I put on our Instagram and Twitter, but I'm not. I'm only going to save it for you folks, which we've come very close to hitting some big numbers in the last couple weeks. Um, we're still going to get the 10 facts from from Ben Little. So if, you've, if you're used to getting that on the chalk bomb, we're still going to get it. Pat is going to write up the pop the cork and let it breathe. Uh, a few guys that we don't mention in the podcast, but we've come on to later in the week that you're going to want to know. The Fantasy Golf Sommelier article that you're used to seeing on tourjunkies.com will no longer be there uh, until January. Then it's going to be back. We're going to give you our favorite Instagram post of the week. By the way, if you're not following us on Instagram, we have been very hot lately. Extremely hot. Um, 
the people have spoken. We've we've gained massive amounts of followers. So at tour underscore junkies, we're going to give you our Instagram post of the week. And then finally, we're going to button it up with pontificate with Pat, where Pat basically documents random thoughts that have come through his brain for the week that he wants to share with you. And yes. I, what those are gonna be. I can't I cannot gonna... wait for this part. Uh, this is this is my favorite. Yeah, this is going to be my favorite section. And and you may think it's stupid as crap, but I don't care. Yeah. I want to hear comments. Though. Yeah, I mean, it, it will give you no value other than hopefully a chuckle or two. That's all it is. But if you've not subscribed, go to tourjunkies.com. Click on the go to the bottom right of any page where the chalk bomb is and go ahead and put in your email and subscribe. Um, it'll be a, it'll be a good one. So I wanted to get that out of the way. I wanted to let everybody know that uh, for the swing season, here's what's coming. So for the next two weeks, we are going to release a couple of interviews. Okay. So we're going to still have a regular podcast. When the swing season starts at the green bar, we're back up and running. No time off. We're going to be there delivering uh, your picks, your guide to that tournament. It's going to be great stuff. You're going to want to hit that up. Uh, at some point, we're also going to cover some corn fairy players that we like coming into the new PGA Tour season. Um, we wanted to get to that tonight, but obviously this conversation took precedence. So be on the lookout for that. Man, what a great night. What a great night. Anything else, Pat? I don't know, I don't know what else to say. It all just kind of happened at the last minute. Yeah, and, it was uh, fantastic. I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed that because we certainly did. That was fun to do. Those are three great fantastic as i like to say great guys guys and uh you know what spread the word if you listen to it and you follow us on twitter yes. or instagram or whatever people just go spread the word how good that was because it was fantastic pat why don't you uh tell us a little bit about fantasy draft and tell us a little bit about um east lake and what you're doing this week are you going to do anything Okay, so, well, Fantasy Draft, by the way. Um, David, have I talked to you about uh, rake-free, rake-free DFS? I, I believe so, yes. I believe, well, yeah, so I, you briefly mentioned it yesterday, last week. Yeah. On FantasyDraft.com, they are now rake-free, so you can enter any of their contests. You're not going to pay a rake. And uh, it's just a great site. When it comes to golf, uh, it doesn't matter right now because there's no cut, but they will take your best six of seven guys, which I think is awesome because I tend to have that one guy every week that's going to miss the cut. So I love some fantasy draft. This week they have a $20,000 uh, free roll, so you can get an entry into their million-dollar contest which is going to start uh, week one in the NFL. So this week it starts Thursday night for the preseason games that start then. So if you want to get in and on a free roll, don't have to pay any dollars whatsoever, go to fantasydraft.com, sign up, and get into that free roll, and you might just get you a free entry in there. Uh, so that's pretty cool. Um, and like I mentioned, they have the million-dollar contest that's coming up for the NFL at the start of the season. $100,000 to the winner. And, uh, you know, get in right now. You know, Fantasy Draft, we, we talk about DraftKings. We talk about FanDuel, all this kind of stuff. But Fantasy Draft's a great site. They got a good app. They got good folks there. So I think if, uh, if you're looking to play something a little bit different, just uh, go into FantasyDraft.com, sign up now. How about that, DB? Was that okay? Unbelievable job. Unbelievable job by you. 
great stuff. Thank you. Yeah, and as far as what do you, what do you want to know about Eastlake? You want to talk about the course? Ah, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, this course is extremely difficult. We talked about it a little bit with all those guys just now. Par seventy, playing almost seventy four hundred yards. We got thirty players here this week. Uh, obviously, there's no cut. Bermuda greens. They're going to be running extremely quick. A lot of undulation. This is a Donald Ross classic design with a Reese Jones update back in 2008. Definitely just, again, one of those thinking man's courses. Um, you got to hit fairways. I don't care what anybody – this is a – you have you have to hit these fairways. I've played this course. You've been there before. I've played you are, it. Okay, you've played it. You are screwed if, you, if you're missing the fairways here. I mean, the rough is – this Bermuda rough is thick. It's thick around the greens. It plays incredibly difficult. It's kind of weird as the fairways are zoysia, which you don't see a ton in, in the state. Um, but uh, so it, it's kind of interesting. You could some sometimes get a few flyer lies off that zoysia grass. Um, as far as the par fives, you got two par fives here. The sixth is reachable. The 18th is reachable for bombers only. Uh, pretty much other than that, you're going to be laying up. Um, but it's going to be a tough test. I mean, we see t you see scores 10, 11 under. I think Tiger was 11 or 12 last year. So it's just it's one of those courses that's extremely difficult. Uh, as far as stats for me, I'm always looking at form when you get down to the, to the nitty-gritty here uh, at the end of the year. Driving accuracy, as I mentioned, and ball striking, I think is going to be key. Uh, greens and regulation, you know, kind of throw that in there as well. But, um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough course. It's going to be a tough test for these guys. As far as picks, you know, look, this is a throwing dartboards. I'm going to let my dog pick a team for me this week because <laughs> that's probably going to win the tournament. So, I mean, I can give you guys a light, but, I mean. No, just whatever. don't. I mean, what's yeah. crazy is, like, I've got a chance at winning the GC Cup over at Gup's Corner and winning a few thousand dollars. So I've got to play at least one lineup this week. That will be the only lineup I play. You know, mm -hmm. we talked about it last week. Don't, like, don't play cash last week. And we had somebody tweet us, and they were like, God, I should have listened. I played cash. I got all these studs, and I'm not cashing. I'm like, yeah. So it, it this is just a, such a weird week. I, I, I really don't understand it. I'm grateful that DraftKings priced the guys that are getting the, the head start, if you will, at a higher price, like JT at 15,000, you know, like that's a good move um, because it does make it harder to, it makes it harder to pull the trigger on those guys. I think it's interesting, even what Joel said, like Joel talked about Jason Kokrak down there at the bottom, um, you know, throwing darts. And uh, currently we are getting pictures of, La of Lana's mom uh, texted to us, which is quite remarkable. Um Oh, yeah. gosh. Uh, okay. All then, right. Anyway, um, so what was I? Um, You're talking about the GC Cup, I think. I don't anyway, uh, I, I'll tell you this. I like Patrick Reed. That, that's just one guy I like. I like him from a betting standpoint. Uh, if you go to mybookie.ag, he's promo code Tour Junkies, get 50% off uh, or 50% deposit bonus. He's at 14 to 1. And I like Reed as the chaser. I like Reed See, as I, the guy. I like that play, but I like John Rom right there at 14 to 1. I like Ron fourteen to one too. I like Ron at fourteen to one. Um, but I, I, I think I, I get what you're saying. Like East Lake is an accuracy course. I think East Lake is a short game track. Like you got to be able to get up and down safe par a lot 
here. And you do, but you can't just bomb it off the tee. You cannot. It is I agree not with that. It. And so that's that's where I'm saying, like, I don't know. I just like Reed and the confidence, the coming coming off the win, being, you know, strokes back, four shots back. Um, he's just a guy I like. I, I, I'm going with Reed. In terms of DraftKings lineups, I don't know, man. Like, I don't, I don't even know. So there you go. There's our hurry. Let, let your dog pick the team. Just like we just will said. be there. Well, I will be there on Saturday. If anybody's going to be out there on Saturday, I'll be there with my little boy, um, my, my nine-year-old. So hit me up. Looking forward to seeing you guys. Could be a good time. Um, you know, if you're if you're playing in tournaments, I guess like be sure and check fan share. I, I mean, it may be worth literally playing the six lowest known guys on the whole thing like like literally Vincer, playing playing a lineup with all six low yeah just see yeah fan, yeah fanshare promo code tour junkies gets you 20 percent off the membership they are also big time in the nfl uh kind of df you know tournament buzz business so they can tell you who's getting talked up who's not if you're getting ready for nfl season fanshare promo code tour junkies gets you 20 percent off any membership level is pretty solid, but uh, in terms of this, I uh, heck if I know, I, I just don't know. So, yeah, that, that's like literally all the analysis I have. Yeah, I don't either. I will say uh, the only note just this this is just me and my OCD self popping. Yeah, you know, the if the sound quality is different tonight, it's because we're on a <laughs> conference call. So, I don't want to hear the comments about how something was wrong with your sound tonight and whatever else. It's a totally different deal. So. Yeah. I, I guess I should take a one and done. I, I don't know. I mean, nah, man, I'm done with that. I'm over it. Okay. I'm going to have anybody. It, you know, again, like last week, if, you, if you're in a, and you got thousands on the line, not hundreds, maybe thousands, just, just message us and let us know who you got left and we'll, we'll give you some, some picks. There you go. Yeah. All right, that's uh, that's all I got, man. You good? You ready? I'm good. It's been a great, hey, great season, season David. Yeah. Great season. We're done with the season, man. Hey, enjoy yeah. it. We'll start a new one in two weeks. Two fun? weeks. We get a great. Yeah. We get a break. Here we go. No, we're gonna bring interviews to the people. It's gonna be good. It's well, I know. Thank you guys. That, we appreciate yeah. a tremendous, tremendous season. Just we're trying to wrap up the season here, David, and you're just like going on to the next thing. I'm trying. Well, to like, I mean, yeah, hell, you know, it is what it is. It was a good season. Good season. We'll do it. Maybe we'll do some sort of season wrap, you know, recap, web, you know, corn fairy, web.com, whatever you call it, guys. Maybe we'll do that in, in, in congruence. In the with interim? One of our interviews. In with, the with one of our interim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. All right. I'm good with that. All right. May your screens be green. This is one of our best podcasts ever. Thank you. See ya.